2: and uh, welcome back. It is the Laurie and Julia show here on my talk 107 on everything entertainment. Thank you so much for joining us today. Um, Julia will return to the fold tomorrow. And so we uh, thank Holly Roberts for all of her filling in over these last several days.
3: been very, very fun. As always, Holly, Happy to be... have your sharp Jeopardy in intense Hollywood mind with us. The <laughs> mind meld.
0: Happy to be here.
3: Always a fun time. Okay, so a lot of the, most of the late night people are on spring Spring break. break. And so, but we've got uh, the live shows this week, besides Andy Cohen, are Stephen Colbert, James Corden, and Conant. And last night, Colbert had Sean Penn on for, of course, his book, Bob, honey, you just do stuff. (laughs) Sell it. Now, why do you say it like (laughs) that? Well, because
0: we can only imagine what the words inside the book are like.
3: Yeah, (laughs) and uh, one of my favorite uh, Hollywood bloggers started out her story on Sean Penn being on Colbert by writing, as Joni Mitchell says, you don't know what you've got till it's gone. Lo Sean Penn. <laughs> yeah. I mean, when he came out, oh, man. he looked like he did just roll out of bed and he he he's promoting this book and and of course, you know, he's that's what he's giving interviews for better or for worse. And he's salty as hell. We just <laughs> talked about him about Robin. Right, and looking divorce. like a salty peanut. And he's yeah. looking like super salty ham drama when he busted out his American, <laughs> Damn, yes, his his American cigarettes. Yep. And oh, what's he smoking,
4: smoking? American
0: spirits. Yes. Oh, and I, start, I didn't pay attention to the brand. Of course, I, oh, of Sean Penn smokes I'm, American spirits. And you know, on CBS probably. Sunday
3: Morning, I was a little. You know, he must always have a cigarette in his hand. Yeah. hand and I'm yeah. telling you, you can really. His face is really looking like the old ringed-up ashtray, kind of like my buddy Harry Dean Stanton.
2: Yeah, he looks older than his 57 years.
3: (laughs) Yeah, he really does. But anyway, Sean Penn, I just... It was like I, I, Twitter was going crazy over Sean Penn smoking last night. Of course, night. I thought Who it was does that Lori. I don't on the know, late but I, show. I am remember the I'm of the age that I remember when smoking on talk shows. Oh, was car, what everybody Carson, did. Carson smoked, smoked all the time. Yeah, I mean, you know, I'm. Older than you, Holly. So that
0: used to be. well I remember when sme- people smoked on airplanes. Yes, just vaguely a
3: tickle in the back of my yes, mind. Yes, yes, yes. So I was kind of like, "Oh, Sean, you badass <laughs> ham, <laughs> drama Bad- actor. You oh, light him up. You a light him badass up, badass ham." Oh, but anyway, so I, I just was just kind of like, I, you know, I didn't feel like, it, like people on Twitter were like, he should be. Reported to the New York police commissioner. Oh, please stop. You know, Come blah, on. blah, blah. But anyway, here it was a wackadoo interview. Donnie said he tried to get the most coherent parts. I said, why'd you do that? <laughs> I wanted to play all the WTF wow. We want the I'm, ambient I'm sure. dream parts it's, it's like, of the interview. Well, it here's was a the level first, of coherence. Here's the first, uh, as he's sitting down in his bomber jacket, and I'm not kidding you, his hair is too artfully mussed to be... I don't, know, <laughs> I don't if, know. I don't know. I don't know if it was deliberate, but here we go.
4: How are you doing, Sean? I'm doing well. I'm, I'm, you've, you've inherited a little of the Ambien I had to take to get to sleep after a red-eye last night. But.
5: So in other words, you're still a little bit uh, on Happy. the Ambien train right now. A little bit. OK. Now, I've interviewed you before. Yeah. How do you tell Sean Penn on Ambien from Sean Penn not on Ambien? Because you lay back in interviews in a really big way. You, you're very,
4: you're very low-key. Um, Let's see. Um, I think it's pretty much the same. There's a lot of times I'm just regular tired. Just regular tired? Yeah.
5: I got a challenge for you. Jimmy Carter is my guest on Friday. He's 93. Let's see if you can bring more energy to this interview than Jimmy Carter is going to bring on Friday. Is that
3: fair? Yeah. Yeah?
5: Yeah. <laughs> Uh, no, yeah. no,
3: he yeah. really, he no. really did yeah. not bring any extra. He was in a low level. Yeah, ambien- I'm trying to
0: figure out what's happening with the hair. The I hair think it's is- usually when he's in a more awakened state. Perhaps he puffs it up like a pompadour, but being in the ambient state that he was in yeah. it's all down in his face and matted and mm-hmm. he just yeah, like, like he does... does the whole yeah.
3: conversation is a rambling string of basically sweaty metaphors and um, <laughs> pseudo philosophical musings really and truly there was no sense to be made out of it I did I have to say I think I did enjoy him smoking on TV just because I haven't seen it in a long ass time and it just felt kind of good well I like as
0: much as I'm Pen didn't make any sense. I actually enjoyed the interview in as much as it wasn't scripted because those couch interviews, of course, producers question the guests and then they have the, and Stephen Colbert has the talking points and it all seems very scripted and some people really give good couch and will be dishy and will be honest, but this felt like a throwback, almost like a Dick Cavett type of thing where it was just two people talking and poor Stephen Colbert is trying to do the best that he can. it's almost like
3: he can't even do the interview without his own eyes rolling in his head that he's talking about, that he's coming on a show to talk about a book called bob honey done good there you go again <laughs> you know bob <laughs> honey who just do stuff <laughs>
5: let's play the next one all right you say that you're not that into acting anymore in that interview about you're CBS breaking Sunday a lot of people's morning. hearts by saying that why why don't you want to act anymore
4: well i mean uh, the breaking hearts to plenty of people who'd be thrilled uh, also um,
5: No, wait a second No, wait a second People may not like your politics or, or, uh, or you I don't know why they would dislike you But your acting You're a two-time Oscar winner People, people love your acting you, you Well, know that.
4: you know I, I think um, that there's It's always been the case for me That it's, you know, it's all about Where you engage in an expression creatively One way or another And I think that as I got older well, the, the greatest thing that a, an actor can bring to the party is to play well with others. It's the collaboration. And I increasingly don't play well with others. <laughs> and so it becomes less enjoyable because I love that process when I love it. But I'm not loving that anymore. And that's really why I, I finally came around to, to writing a novel because I it was a way... I didn't have collaborators. There were, there were no... Uh, I was never disappointed with me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's the way to, but, but that's his talking points. We were talking yeah. about yeah. his interview on WTF with Mark Marin. Yeah. and he just says, I'm not interested in acting in Hollywood I, I, anymore. Yeah, no, and I, I respect that. I well, totally
3: nice. was loving the whole everything that was happening because it's so unlike anything that we do see. And he is so he like I feel like Stephen Colbert, his prep by his producer was we can't get anyone to respond. CBS is doing a Sunday morning interview. Which was good. Yeah, watch that. Stephen Colbert, okay, anything else I can do? Well, he does love to smoke all the time. So Stephen had a leaded ashtray there for him. But you could tell that there had been no, like Stephen no Colbert. Producer's no producer's no No producers were involved No cards in involved
0: in this. And Stephen Colbert, of course, a fabulous improviser he yeah, can handle he guests can like handle this it. And,
3: and and john Penn, he's literally been around so long and yeah. been famous and all of that that he kind of does even though he does like amazing humanitarian things he does have that entitled hollywood Thing about I'm him where the rules yeah. don't apply to him at all, even though he gets down in the dirt and he like right. does amazing things. Like he does Cahady amazing and things, and Katrina, yes, but then he's
0: and, also I'm a Hollywood superstar that lives in Malibu. Yes,
3: yeah. Okay, so let's play the next one where he talks uh, Colbert wants to know about how Bob Honey, who just do stuff as a book, is like <laughs> acting.
5: So is, is it like acting for you? You're developing a character and basically you've improvised your character's story and
4: that become, became the book? Very much. It's very much like that because without a director, without, a, um, uh, without any money pressuring the, the process, uh, you just sit right there. And once you've done it, it's a, it's a complete thing. You're not selling an idea where somebody says, I want to build you a bird, and they give you the money to do it, and they were expecting a, s- a falcon, and you built them a sparrow. What? And you always what, what? intended sparrow, and we misunderstood, and they're very disappointed, and their money is spent. In this case, I make the bird I want to make, and then I fly it over to a publisher, and it's complete. There's no fooling around. They know exactly what bird they're deciding on. If, if, if they if it win with it, that's great. If they don't, it wasn't my fault. Because they knew what they were buying, they knew what they were buying, and I think I just got to the point where I, 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 I didn't. Risk, I, I just felt that the whole creative process, even the people involved in the creative process, had become so self-censoring in exploration of, some, of an idea of catching lightning in a bottle that there's so much processing now. And sometimes people do it very well, and, and younger people particularly, because I think their minds work in a different way faster. <laughs>
0: I that so any thanks. Okay. So we got the bird metaphor. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Making metaphor. a bird.
3: I have a true confession to make. Okay, so you know, we had the the year of the wrestler. Julia and I didn't get invited to the People magazine party. We went back to the Four Seasons Hotel with our friend Tanya Hart, and there we had our encounter with Mickey Rourke, Ron Jeremy, Sean Penn, Josh Brolin, he was still married to Diane Lane, and Robin Wright. Was there a, a hot-busted ham convention at the Four
0: Seasons in Beverly no, Hills? No, but those that's guys where all they were all, there, there, all there, there, and they were all, all out in
3: the smoking section, and somehow Julia and I got invited, and I always thought for for years that the, 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 the conversation that me and Julia and Sean Penn and I had, I always felt was fuzzy and a discombobulated Discombobulated conversation, maybe because I didn't have enough to eat and I had too much chardonnay. But I now realize it's just the way Sean Penn talks. Yes,
4: yes. there was <laughs> no <laughs> way for me to You follow, can absolve
0: yourself of any discombobulation, many yeah. miscommunication. All these years, I, I, I always would say I to that. Uh, "I wanted to
3: sparrow man." But he really—that is. That's the way he communicates. He is just real talks in circles. And just all this time, I just thought, gee, I wish I had a better. And every time I think about it, I was like, we just talked in a big circle. He talked in a big circle and we listened to him and watched him smoke. Mystery (laughs) solved. Anyway, it was just like nothing. We just haven't seen that on late night. I'm sorry to say I don't see any more Sean 10 interviews with anybody coming up, but we can always hope for next week. Yeah. He'll be maybe put on Kimmel. A, put out a pack oh, of. Yeah, <laughs> I would love Sigs. to see him on with Kimmel. I would just love it. Can so, you imagine I mean, him being on with Fallon. No,
0: no, no, no. no, no. They, they, they would, never they would hate him each him other for they, that
3: show. Yeah, yeah, they would hate. And I always remember we never found out what happened with him and Charlie's Theron. That is true. Remember, they We just, only speculated about that. Yeah, that, he that disciplined
2: mm, her childhood yes, That was,
3: was the that was, reed, the, number that was one. the gossip. Yeah, that was the number 1. Yeah. But he was crazy about her. Listen, we come back. We got uh the Derler. That's how we feel about our next guests that are joining us. We just feel like singing in Italian with Andrea Bocelli. (laughs) Uh, Perfecto. 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 Bellissimo. Basta. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so in the clubhouse last night with Andy, it was so fun. Alan, Actor Alan Cumming was on, and of course we know him from The Good Wife and other TV shows. Of course, he famously was on... Uh, Broadway, playing the MC in the relaunched cabaret. Mm -hmm. He was also in the movie Spice World, starring Mm. the Spice Girls. Thank you. (laughs) You're welcome. And he's in a new show on CBS, I think, called Instinct. I haven't watched it. I don't. I I didn't like see anything rave about it. But I love him. He was just. He was. He's so great. And then Jeff Goldblum was in the clubhouse, and there they were, and they're both in their geeky glasses, mm-hmm. and Jeff Goldblum is just like, I don't know, I, I'm here for the renaissance of him. I love him. You I should. Everyone have. should follow Jeff Goldblum on Instagram. Yeah. He just knows what's what. Yeah. I really am here for it. I, I forgot that he had a great uh, part in the- uh, Thor Reg- Ragnarok, mm-hmm. is that how you say it? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. where he was this really woo-woo guy, leader of some planet. He-
1: All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien podcast, and whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years,
3: you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, The Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S., the person
0: behind all of this
1: is
2: Chris Jenner,
0: LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends.
2: Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel.
0: It was kind of an elevated version of the Jeff Goldblum persona. Yes, yes,
3: <laughs> yeah. So uh, here we are in the clubhouse. I think this first one is Alan... Coming uh, is being asked about hanging out, I guess he's buddies with Liza Minnelli, so here's where this story goes.
0: My question is for Alan. Yes. What has been the craziest or gayest night you've ever had with Liza Minnelli?
6: Oh, oh with Liza. Uh, oh, well, it's not. it wasn't a night, but just recently, um, I, 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 well, last year I, was, I went to visit her one time and we were talking about, I'd seen a film of her mom and, and Dirk Bogard called I Could Go On Singing. On the, on the plane when I was going somewhere and so I, so I was asking her about it and I said when did you and she goes well, I remember I went on the set of that to visit my mum and I went, I went when was that and she went oh well, when did my mum die and I was like um, I don't know but I could look Google it on my phone and so then I was with Liza googling when did Judy Garland die wow. and, oh my then, gosh. and then um, and I told her when it was and and, and Liza thought that the year that she thought she'd gone on the set was like after her mama died so <laughs> <laughs>
0: she
6: was like I, I guess I didn't go then <laughs>
0: Liza I I didn't go I think that movie came out in 1964 I want to say yeah. in the mid 60s that was her last kind of real attempt to be a film star yeah. was in that Movie. Oh my gosh, Liza. I'm going to sing Z. a
3: song sh- oh. and tell story. And, I,
0: and the, the reaction of the audience I know, it being shocked. They shot. don't know how to react. Is that funny that she doesn't remember when her mom yeah. passed away or is it
3: tragic? Yeah, or a little bit of both. A little bit of both, I think. I'm but I I, I love Alan Cummings' Scottish accent. I'm in amazement at how you can drop it to play Americans. It's so... Crazy, because yeah. it really is a thick brogue. Oh, yes. It is. It really is. Do you think
0: he's playing it up for us a
3: little bit? I don't think no. so. No, I that's just, just his natural tilt. Yeah. I. I, no, I I've seen
2: him on PBS introducing shows, and that's how he sounds yeah. on PBS.
3: Yeah, it really is. Um, oh, gosh, I remember when Julia and I were in Vegas, and we never like to make any kind of commitment to go to a show ahead of time. We just wait till we're there, we're there and when we're... we're at whatever hotel I think we were staying at uh, Planet Hollywood, and I saw that Liza Manili was playing at the Las Vegas Hilton, which is now the Westgate. And I said, julia we got to go see Liza. She's playing in Elvis's showroom at the. We got to go." Eh. <laughs> I it didn't. Eh, I don't know. And so I called my brother. How could you be indecisive? About well, then that I, I called my brother, that. who's gay, and he and his boyfriend. I asked the question. I said, "Now I'm gonna." put the phone on speaker and you guys just answer out loud. And so we're like, should we go to Liza Manili tonight? And they were both like, are you believing kidding me? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And did you go? Yes, we did go. And we paid like a hundred and, $50, $50, and I swear she sang 12 songs and then just did a lot of stories. It was fantastic. <laughs> Sounds wonderful. Okay, let's say hear the next one uh, where Jeff Goldblum is asked about Jurassic World and Laura Dern, who I think he used to date. Maybe. Yeah, I think he did. Okay. I want to know from Jeff, can you give us
0: any details about what you're doing in the Jurassic Park sequel? And were you being serious when you teased on the red carpet that Laura Dern might be in it as well?
4: Uh Maybe I said
2: too much. I don't know for sure. I can't, about the second part of your question, I can't uh, divulge anything. But maybe, maybe. Well, maybe. Wait, there's another. Well, Jurassic Park. Yes, there's going to be another. That's Based a trilogy. On the ones ones. Jurassic World is a trilogy. Colin uh, 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 Trevor Al directed and wrote the first one. He directed that Jeep commercial that I did on the Super Bowl of me playing yes. the character. <laughs> he wrote this one, the J. A. Bayona directed, in which I play. Uh, I have a scene uh, in front of uh, the the uh, uh, senatorial committee talking about dinosaurs. And then there's going to be another one, which I, I, you know some people may or may
3: not be. in. that's all I can say.
0: Oh, very interesting. Who's going to get eaten by the Velociraptor
3: in Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom? And he did date Laura Dern right after Jurassic World for two years. And he was at one time married to Gina Davis. Yes. Uh, That I knew. Because they got together during The Fly. Yes. That movie is disgusting. Oh, I I hated that movie so bad. Like,
2: tears his fingernails off. Sorry. It was a remake.
3: Yeah, it was a remake. Okay, let's play the last one. We go back. Uh, Alan Cumming is asked about a time when he was on Broadway starring in Cabaret.
4: Speaking of cabaret, uh Jenna Brucoli said, Alan, was Shia Labouf at Cabaret your craziest onstage distraction moment? Uh I think it probably was, yeah. It probably yeah. was. Yeah. He, did he come on stage no, or this was guy walks, the o-
6: uh, you know, when you I walk through the off the stage down the aisle through the audience, that's when he uh, uh he, he, he smacked me on my bum. Oh you? Yeah. Amazing.
0: <laughs> amazing. <laughs> Smack on the bum, oh, and it was Shia. amazing. Yeah. <laughs>
3: Shia LaBeouf. Is oh, it man. LaBeouf? 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 LeBouf, I don't, LaBeouf? Know. LaBeouf? I don't yeah. know. Shia? Yeah. What is he up to these days? Uh, I have no idea. I don't know. He was in the news last week. There was some story about... I don't know if it was the... When he... I don't know if it was for an update on when he'd been arrested for something. Or no, it's he's going to play his father.
2: He's going to play his own father. Father.
3: Like, there's some treatment about his tr- troubled life. He had a very... Um, unusual and rocky childhood or something and that he's going to play his dad wow that sounds like a great project (laughs)
0: right there yeah anyone wants to be tuned into well they were delightful on the couch yeah they were delightful yes
3: and uh the guardian across the pond says ellen cummings role as a gay lead is uh um, he plays a spy, author, professor, detective whose sexuality is both irrelevant and groundbreaking. So,
0: so it's groundbreaking and it's irrelevance of just being part of the show. It's not a, It's not about his sexuality. It's not about his orientation. It's about just
3: this guy. I guess I don't know. I I, Dr. I, haven't, I, haven't, Dylan I have Dylan Reinhart. I know it's a great name, and I love him. I almost just want to watch this show just to just to. Well, looking on the CBS.com
0: website, it looks like your standard CBS procedural, so go at it, have fun, enjoy. Do they have
2: any other shows on CBS? (laughs) Yeah,
3: right. Well, listen, that's a good thing, (laughs) Donnie. Fine! (laughs) All right, listen, the weirdest blind item of 2018, and we still don't know.
1: This is going viral in a big way.
0: This is the My Talk Now trending report.
1: What's this? What's the
2: latest?
0: Trending online this afternoon. We have Heineken. Heineken the beer has withdrawn an ad for a calorie light beer after Chance the Rapper called the commercial, quote, terribly racist. Also trending this afternoon, National Joe Day. Also trending, iPad. A new 9.7-inch iPad that supports the Apple Pencil is aimed at teachers and students, and it also comes with a $299 price tag. If you just happen to be a school, if you're not a school, it will set you back $329 also trending online this afternoon would be Afropunk the festival that's happening in New York, Atlanta and Paris has the lineup announced and ready to go and fans are very excited about some of the acts that are going to be uh, playing I mean, basically everyone who is anyone is going to be playing at an Afropunk festival around the world so pretty exciting stuff also trending online this afternoon would be Brooke Shields she's posing in a bikini on a tropical vacation I mean, first yesterday it was Kelly Ripa and Mark Consuelos. Now it is Brooke Shields. Everyone's on spring break. Um.
2: I'll see your bikini and raise you another bikini.
0: Exactly. Well, there's always tomorrow. That's That's what's trending here at My Talk.
2: Broadcast brought to you by Skin Rejuvenation Clinic. Clear skies, 30 tonight. Mostly sunny for the first part of the day tomorrow, then clouds rolling in later, but 50 for your high tomorrow. Right now it is 42 at My Talk.
0: Now you know what we know.
3: See more at mytalk1071.com. The weirdest blind item of 2018, and we still don't know who the biter is. And we'll go back to yesterday, uh, where the uh, interview with Tiffany Haddish by Katie Weaver and GQ magazine. And Tiffany tells a story about um, what actress she tried to beat down on Beyonce's behalf because the actress might have flirted with Jay-Z, and now the blind item, because we know the rest of the story, is that this same woman who was flirting with Jay-Z also bit Beyonce on the face. Wow! I and love this story so I know. much.
0: I mean, I'm glad nobody's heard. And, and we know that <laughs> Beyonce said,
3: hey, she's on drugs. She doesn't usually act like that. Just leave her alone. Blah, blah, blah. And uh, Tiffany Haddish just uh, giving us life with this story. It's just been trending for two And she's standing by the story. Yeah. She's not backing down. She is saying that this really happened. And then Chrissy tweet- Teigen last night, who's friends with everybody, started tweeting out some stuff that implicated her. First one was, I cannot leave this planet without knowing who bit Beyonce in the face. I can only think of one person who would do this, but I cannot say, but she is the worst. Oh. And then people started saying, tell us, Chrissy, please tell us. <laughs> And Chrissy Teigen said, my initial guess was wrong. The real person, I would never would have guessed. I've said too much. I'm never telling. I'm scared. I've said too much. Knowledge is a curse. And then someone thought it was Gwyneth Peltro. And she said, no, I love her, Chrissy Teigen. And she wouldn't even tell Hoda and Kathy Lee. They were grilling her on the couch. And now two suspects have been eliminated in the who bit Beyonce in the face gate uh Sanai Lathan. Sana. Sanaa. Sana Lathan. Lathan. okay. Sina got it, got her name wrong. Uh it's not her. She well, tweeted it. She said she it would have been a love bite if she did. It wasn't me. And Sarah Foster, who was also at that party. And now people are kicking around, was it Taraji P. Henson? Mm. I think Taraji P. Henson has been sober for a long time. Mm. Yeah. now doesn't drink or do... I don't know why I think that. I feel like I, in her book that she talked about that or something. But anyway, two years ago, we were looking for Becky with the good hair. Now we're looking for who bit Beyonce (laughs) in the face. And uh, my favorite tweet was uh, somebody tweeted a photo of Blue Ivy and they said, this whole actress who bit Beyonce is a cover-up, we know there's only one human on Earth who'd have the audacity to bite Beyonce in the face, <laughs> Well, and that's Blue Ivy. <laughs>
0: Let me read you a blind item concerning this. Okay. So let's speculate on who this could be. Now, there's no name attached to this blind item, but it is from the website CrazyDaysAndNights.net, which oh, is a that. fabulous source yeah. of blind items. Here's their blind item about Bitegate? I don't know. We have to think of a good name. Who bit Beyonce? Who bit Beyonce? <laughs> the best bet for the biter of Beyonce is this A-plus list, mostly movie actress. The thing is, though, that the actress would probably tell you she did it out of love, but she has a lot of anger inside her, so I would hesitate to believe the love part of it. Maybe that's the blind eye. And A-plus. A-plus. That's, that's now, top of the list. on so. crazydaytonights.net usually A-plus actresses are like Jennifer Lawrence. Yeah, and Scarlett
3: Johansson yeah what, are, do, did people put their guesses
0: yeah people put their guesses a lot of people said Jennifer Lawrence some people you know some people said Sana. that's not true she's not A plus Gwyneth Paltrow is not considered in this because they always say on this website that she's an A-list mostly movie actress with a side gig mm. so that's how they describe Gwyneth Paltrow yeah. uh, and some people you know I would say that a lot of people are pointing at Jennifer Lawrence but then the bookies Concerning the, Who the Bit Beyoncé. The bookies! Moving Over the UK? On, yeah. We have moved on from Becky with the Good Hair. We, we know yeah. that was Rachel
3: Roy. That yes. that mystery got cracked in about a week. Well, the
0: good oh old gosh. over-under that the bookies have done on Who Bit Beyoncé, some people, they were saying Lena Dunham was on top. But that doesn't make sense. Well, no, because she would an be A-plus no, movie star. She's not an A-plus oh.
3: movie star. No. Well, I think that, uh, listen, as... Uh, I mean I don't think Tiffany Haddish is going to be excommunicated from Beyoncé's crowd because I can't see Beyoncé minding anything that Tiffany is saying. A ticket sales have been slow for the run on the run tour. Oh, I got a blind item for that one. Yeah, that there are uh, that they're slow and the story doesn't hurt Beyoncé at all. It just adds to the mystery of Beyoncé because we know that Beyonce doesn't do interviews, she doesn't explain, She the less she speaks, the more everyone else does. Of course, absolutely. And I think it's just coincidental that Tiffany Haddish, she couldn't have known that this story was going to hit at the same two weeks after the On the Run, or maybe she did, but you know, they do these nah, interviews. I don't think that, I yeah. think the
0: timing is more of pure
3: luck than anything yeah, on this. But it's
0: inspired
3: the very best of Twitter.
0: And the interesting thing about the description of the story, at least according to Tiffany, is that this is someone that Beyonce knows and runs in the same circles with. Because what she said to Tiffany, according to Tiffany, is that, you know, she doesn't usually act like this. That means that they're hanging out in the same circles, in the same party groups. Yeah. And that she didn't mind it because she understands that this person is crazy and, and totally understands that this person was maybe in an altered state.
3: Yeah. And Tiffany Haddish tweeted out last night that it was not Taraji was not cookie lion okay okay so um yeah uh, what uh <laughs> I, now i i i don't have any idea you know, but i have a feeling know, a a um that tiffany um you know might have had a conversation with beyonce and beyonce said hey you know i don't usually like people talking about me but this kind of was okay mm-hmm. don't you think
0: mm-hmm. all right now here are some all clues i want to i want to give you okay. some clues that uh were found on Twitter. Now I wanna thank one Colleen Lindstrom for digging a little deep and finding some oh, of these she clues on digging? Twitter. She was doing some digging, some investigative journalism <laughs> into who bit Beyonce <laughs> right Expect my talk to win a Pulitzer <laughs> yeah, in oh, the yeah, near yeah. future for this. Well she was going through tweets and somebody on twitter uh pointed out the following thread about chrissy Teigen. chrissy Teigen, of course we talked about that she was talking about this on twitter because she was at this party because she yes exactly so here is the trail she's tweeted i can't leave the planet without knowing blah 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 right. i can think of the only she said spill it chrissy somebody said chrissy Teigen tweeted out the following deep down you know Deep, well, down, deep down, know. you know. Then this intrepid person on Twitter connected the dots that Scarlett Johansson starred in a movie called Deep Down back in 2014, and this is listed on her IMDb. Huh? Cool. Could it? Could we be linking the two together? I, uh, I can't, I'm not sure. I
2: don't know. She's an A plus, that's for sure.
0: Yeah. Yes, and then. So, Here is the guest okay. list that we're talking about I <laughs> from love the it. Daily I Mail. So I this know. is from the Daily Mail. Again, shout out to Colleen Lindstrom about this party. Here's a headline from the Daily Mail on October 1st. Busty Beyonce floncer blah, blah, blah. They're at an SNL after party in New York City. All right. So they're there yeah. October 1st. Here is the story. The stars were out in force to watch blah, blah, blah. And Beyonce and Jay-Z were leading the glamorous parade of celebrities to arrive at the A-list after party at Tau in New York City where they were joined by the likes... Scarlett Johansson, Dakota Johnson, and Ryan himself and his wife, Ava Mendez. Uh And Leslie Jones was at that party. She shared a selfie. Oh, and then Tiffany Haddish shared a selfie of Beyonce. Beyonce. So I'm not sure. Now, these are just little hints and clues. We could be totally
3: off. But again, we don't know. (sighs) Yeah. I'm I'm following all the trails. Maybe um, Scarlett Johansson uh, was... um, licking some pizza or something yeah of but what beyonce, i there could be and the, beyonce pulled away but, and she <laughs> but
0: there is but what's interesting of course that happened in october the selfie happened in december but what that tells me is that maybe beyonce and jay-z are in the world of comedy hanging out with tiffany haddish scarlett johansson is all also in that world of new york yeah. city comedy because she's dating
3: colin jose from saturday night live so Wait, i'm not sure oh i don't know i don't know <laughs> either. follow the money I don't know, but you know, poor Sanae. Is it Sana? Sana. Sana. What do we know her from?
2: Uh, she's been in a couple of Kevin Hart movies. Okay. She was in
3: Love and Basketball. And um, I, I guess you know who's not happy that Sanae's Sana's name has come up is Denzel Washington because apparently they had a thing. Oh, I don't know if they didn't? were in a movie together. Uh. But Denzel. Uh. And Sanaa. uh, I'm not surprised. She's an attractive woman. Pauline is not happy about Sanaa's name being in the news because she doesn't want Denzel's name getting dragged again. They've put that behind them. Thank you very much.
2: (laughs) I don't don't see any movie with
3: (laughs) Sanaa
2: Sanaa and uh, Denzel Washington.
3: Well, maybe they weren't in Mm. a movie. Maybe they just ran into Mm. each other at the Four Seasons. As the, as one does. As one does. By the way, Olivia de Havilland, even though her lawsuit uh, uh, about feud has been dismissed and Ryan Murphy is calling it a great day for artistic expression, she is appealing. Oh,
2: gosh.
3: Miss, here's what her <laughs> representative said. Miss de Havilland, her many fans all over the world and actors in similar situations are rightly disappointed in this opinion. Hmm. The Court of Appeal has taken on itself the role of both judge and jury, denying Ms. de Havilland her constitutional rights to have a jury decide her claims to protect the property rights in her name and to defend her reputation against knowing falsehoods. This is an entirely pro-industry decision and was clearly written before the hearing less than a week ago. She accuses the judge of being friends with FX. Ah! and uh, come on. (laughs) Yeah. Jeez. And uh, (laughs) so there you have it. Ryan Murphy and FX are allowed to take the truth and stretch it. I hate to see a feisty old broad lose it this way, but I guess... um, I don't feel like she has anything to appeal to in this instance. I don't know. Do you have a constitutional right to have a jury hear your case? I don't I don't Yeah, see, I don't know all the know. specific amendments and bills, and blah blah blah. But anyway, <laughs> she is she's going to appeal. Well, good on her. Yes. I hope she so, and seeks she, what
0: she wants. And Ale-
3: uh, Olivia de Havilland felt her portrayal in Feud was bogus. She didn't like that they painted her as a gossipy queen with a foul mouth, as played by Catherine Zeta-Jones, who referred to her sister Joan Fontaine as a bitch. Yep. And, Kath- and Olivia de Havilland said, No, she never called her sister a bitch. She referred to her as the dragon lady. Get it right, so I hate Ryan
0: Murphy. <laughs>
2: Quick correction yes. on my part. Sanaa Lathan and Denzel Washington were in a movie together. I knew it. 2003, called Out of Time, and Ava Mendez was also in that
3: movie. Mm-hmm. So there you go. So there you go. Thank you, Danny mm-hmm. for doing that investigative work. Okay. <laughs> All right, listen, when we come back, uh, we've got uh, a couple of notable obituaries. We also have some news about... Uh Hey everybody! Thanks for hanging out with us on this Tuesday, the most productive day of the week. Um, The sun's out. The sun is out, and I think it was last night. I I saw this news that Linda Brown, who at just the age of nine was at the center of the Brown versus Board of Education U.S. Supreme Court case in 1954, has passed away at the age of 76. Her sister confirmed her death with the uh, Topeka Capital Journal yesterday. And just to uh, you know, refresh your memory, Linda Brown just wanted to go to summer school, But she was black, and the Topeka, Kansas Elementary School, four blocks from her house, was entirely white. And she later said, "I didn't comprehend color of skin. She was nine years old. She went on to become the central figure. And in uh, uh, Brown versus Board, the case was actually a collection of class action suits that battled, School segregation in South Carolina, Virginia, Delaware, and the District of Columbia all were sponsored by the NAACP, packaged together in a single case that Mm, went to the Supreme Court. And on May 17th, 1954, the Supreme Court ruled that racial segregation violated the Equal Protection Clause of the 14th Amendment, overturning the separate but equal doctrine that had stood since the 1896 case of Plessy versus Ferguson. Uh-huh. Wow. So, um...
2: And, ins- anywhere- and inspired a, uh, a hit song in the early
3: 70s. Which one was that? And now a child oh. That
6: this
3: is the, law the law of all the land.
2: That's yeah. Yeah. Yes, Three Dog Night, Black and White, is about the brown versus... I Lord never knew that.
3: Yeah, I never knew that. I always huh. love this song. Yeah, That's cool. so, Thanks for dropping that knowledge, Doug. Yeah, so um, anyway, and her father um, uh, passed away seven years after that decision at the age of 42. And she was at the 25th anniversary of the U.S. Supreme Court's desegregation ruling. And she said, I remember sitting on a stool in the office while daddy talked with the principal. I could feel the tension coming from his hand and his face looked very stern on the way home. Mm. And of course, there's that famous painting, uh, Rockwell, didn't he do it of her? The little girl? Yeah, that she's walking into the school, mm. like a painting of her. I feel uh, like, okay. I don't know if it was Norman Rockwell who did it, but there's one of her and she's just surrounded You're by right. all the angry yes. well, faces.
0: Yeah, there's a, there's a painting, um... I'm not sure if it's uh, Linda Brown or it's Ruby Bridges, but
3: I think that he did do a series of paintings Paintings, uh, based on this time. And she and her sister founded the Brown Foundation for Educational Equity, Excellence, and Research in 1988. So, Dedicated her life to that. Yeah, Yeah, that
0: painting is of six-year-old Ruby Bridges being escorted into a New Orleans school in 1960. Yeah, Mm I see
2: that.
3: All right. Mm. Um and mm. then uh I meant to give you guys this before we get to our print story. This happened uh last week. This Gary Burden, which not Gary Burden of Gary Burden on, uh, another band. Okay. I mean, Eric, Gary, Gary of Bur- Eric Burden. Burden. Eric Burden. Okay. Of that's an- I up. would
0: have let you know if Eric Burden from the Animals <laughs> passed, passed away. away. So
3: Gary Burden, he is was an album cover designer and he mm. um be Late 60s, he did memorable album covers for Neil Young, Joni Mitchell, The Doors. He was 84 years old, and uh, he designed the first Crosby, Stills, and Nash album in 1969, oh, of the three of them oh, on a... On the couch. On a ragged couch. A ragged he, couch, he, yes. He, and then they're not in the correct order. If yeah.
2: You look at the photo, it's not Crosby, Stills, Stills and, Nash. and Nash. They're not in that order, order. when they're sitting.
3: <laughs> um, and then he did the blue album cover for Joni Mitchell, oh, yeah. and he put the Eagles in Wild West regalia for Desperado, and um, Neil Young in a cheesy yellow jacket for On the Beach, and His last album cover was Connor Ober's Salutations, released last year. Mm. Oh, man, these are iconic. He must have been a Laurel
0: Canyon guy with Joni Mitchell, Crosby, Stills, and Nash. uh, The Doors with Morrison Hotel, Eagles, classic album covers. Yeah, He just has that 70s California aesthetic. But I
3: love that he was still working last year at the age of 83 doing Connor Ober's, Mm -hmm. otherwise known as Bright Eyes, his album. So that's kind of cool. Thanks for sharing. All right. Well, we did uh, hear some news today uh, out of Minneapolis. It was made all the... All the morning news shows and uh, let's play the GMA audio about Prince.
1: A new report about Prince and what was in his system when he passed away. ABC's Eva Pilgrim is here with those details. Good morning, Eva. Good morning, Robin. Prince's secret now exposed. It was well known that the Purple Rain star had pain issues from years of performing, but not many knew how he was dealing with that pain. A newly released report showing just what was in his body when he died. Experts calling the findings a pretty clear smoking gun. This morning, a new toxicology report revealing Prince had exceedingly high fentanyl levels in his body when he died. According to the report obtained by the Associated Press, the level of fentanyl in Prince's liver was more than six times higher than what's typical of an overdose, higher than 69 micrograms per kilogram. The amount found in Prince's autopsy, 450 micrograms per kilogram. Fentanyl is 50 to 100 times stronger than morphine, 30 to 50 times more potent than heroin. Even small amounts, equivalent to a few grains of salt, can be lethal. The Purple Rain Star was 57 when he was found alone and unresponsive in an elevator at his Paisley Park estate on April 21st, 2016. A year later, unsealed search warrants revealing investigators found a sizable amount of narcotic medications inside Paisley Park. The pills, stored not in prescription bottles, but hidden in vitamin, aspirin, and other over-the-counter pain relief bottles, all over the estate including the singer's dressing room the mirror room and the purple rain room none of the prescriptions in prince's name now the prosecutor in minnesota saying this case isn't over yet he is planning to make a decision on whether to charge anyone in the near
0: future it's been almost two years mm. who do they charge I have no idea. They would have to find the doctor that, Yeah, that I, prescribed it, I Yeah, guess. I think with, with Donnie, where they'd have yeah. to find whatever Dr. Feelgood was issuing these prescriptions illegally. And then I suppose the people who were picking them up under their names might be under some sort of a, <sighs> criminal prosecution yeah. there. It's just, it's tragic. It's, yeah. it's so tragic. Don't touch the stuff. Don't they were do fentanyl at that, all.
3: Yeah, when they were showing that, that it was just like a couple, like at three... Like specks of it and yeah, grains of salt. Grains of salt. Grains of yeah, salt it was just well. really so. I mean, yeah. I, I guess I thought that we knew it was fentanyl. I guess we didn't know the toxicology, the yeah, level. Yeah, we and had does heard matter. what it was, yeah. but we
0: didn't know the levels and to the extreme and how it was taken in. And I think that those are clues that
3: will be used to yeah. prosecute people. Wow. All right. Well, uh, Prince, we miss you. We do. We really we do. Miss- All right. Listen. Uh, we were talking yesterday about Christine Aguilera and her makeup-free photo for Paper Magazine. Donnie posted the photos. Stunning. Absolutely stunning. Listen, we will be back.
4: This view was worth a hike.
1: Right? And it's a good way to stay on top of my health.
4: Yes, I'm Colaguard, a prescription colon cancer screening option for people 45 plus at average risk.
5: Do not use if you have had adenomas, have inflammatory bowel disease and certain hereditary syndromes, or a personal or family history of colon cancer.
4: Most insured patients pay zero dollars. Ask your provider or an online prescriber if Colagard is right for you. Or visit colagard.com.
0: I'm in.